Day after day, I must face a world of strangers where I don't belong. I'm not that strong. Uh, yo, what up, everybody? It's your boy Dre Says. So, I've talked about this for a minute. Um, I've gotten people's ideas. I've done, you know, what I mean, the setup process, getting ready, trying to figure things out. And to be a hundred percent honest with you, um, I still don't feel a hundred percent prepared. But with that being said, it's been long enough. So, welcome everybody to the Dre Says podcast. <laughs> No, um, so essentially what this is going to be, if you don't already know me or you've never heard me talk or witness me on another podcast, um, this is just going to be a show where I get on here and talk about how I'm feeling at the moment or my opinion on things or my thoughts on something else. Will there be guests? Yeah, they'll come. Um, but I am most comfortable in all honesty by myself. So this is how we're going to rock out for a while. Well, let's start with the little things, right? Like, so if you don't know who I am, I'm Dre, Dre says, or Andre Walker, if you've known me most of my life. Um, at the current moment, I work a day job, but I also am co-owner of this company behind me, Fly Definition, flydefinition.com. Um, why am I doing a podcast, right? Let's talk about that. Um, for some reason, people like to believe that I give good advice. Or I have great opinions on things. Or they just find it entertaining when I talk about the things that I talk about. Because I have this little thing, a little problem that some people think. Um, it's called no filter. So, if you're going to take a minute to listen, please, please, please understand that um, I don't hold back what I say. Uh, be it a curse word, my thoughts on things. I'm going to stay solid with everything that I say and stand by it. Um, if I'm wrong, I'll admit it, right? But, that's few and far between in my world. <laughs> but anyways, so, again, I'm Dre Says, Andre Walker, co-owner of FlyDefinition.com, street and strength wear, forever live your definition, don't forget that. I was going back and forth with what I want to talk about on my first episode, right? So far, it's to the point where I held off on doing it. Two things stopped me from doing it. Uh, one, I wasn't sure what I really wanted to intro myself as, right? Two, um, I was going to be recording video of this, and right now we are currently in a quarantine, so let's just say the hair's looking rough, right? But at the end of the day, it's not me if I worry about those two things. I can give a shit what anybody thinks about my hair right now. I could give a damn about whatever y'all feel about this topic. You're either going to take heed to what I'm saying and enjoy what I'm talking about, or you're not, you're going to move on to the next one, right? So why would I worry about that? So, let's just start talking. Recently, in my life, um, I had a friend come up to me and he goes, yo, Dre, me and you have dope conversations. We talk about a lot of stuff that a lot of people don't like to touch on. For instance, um, minority men, and don't take offense if I don't say all men, because I'm a minority man, so that's what I'm going to talk about. I'm going to talk about what I know. That's the other thing. I don't like to talk about things I don't know about. So if I haven't done the research or I haven't looked into it, I more than likely won't bring it up because I don't got shit to talk about it. I don't like to speak dumb. That's what I like to call speaking dumb is just talking on a subject you have known nothing about. 
just because you think everything that comes out of your mouth is intelligent when that's not the case. So me and him talked about a lot of things before we we work together. Um, and we talk about stuff that minority men don't normally talk about with each other. Like insecurities. It's crazy, right? It's crazy how as a minority man, you feel you're not able to just speak to another man about insecurities that you may have in life. Mind you, me and this man have never had these conversations until recently, and we've known each other for almost 20 plus years. Crazy, right? I know I said he's a coworker, but he's a friend first. So we're having these conversations, and I'm realizing I've never been able to have these conversations with another man with another man and feel comfortable about it. Then that got me thinking, like, well, why is that? I mean, we'll get into those insecurities. Don't you worry about it. We're going to get into those insecurities. We got time. But why have I not been able to feel that way? Why have I not been comfortable enough to talk to someone that I feel is close to me, close like family, about what I'm feeling insecure about? And then and then I realize it. you know, I mean, that comes from the predecessors in our families, the people that came before us, the people that taught us how to be men. And it's crazy because in a lot of minority households, it was the moms that taught us how to be men. I was fortunate enough to have a stepfather in my life, most of my life. But he was a stepdad. Let's keep it real. I didn't re- learn to appreciate him until I got older. So growing up, I was always attached to my mother, and she's teaching me how to be a man. Well, the things that she knows about being a man came from her father. Her father, the man who used to break up concrete and roads and dig up roads before they could lay the cement or pavement by hand. Her father, who... I love my grandfather to death. God bless his soul. But probably wasn't the greatest example for me to become a man. He'll teach me how to live and be strong. Hold back your emotions. Look someone square in their eye and shake their hand very firmly. Probably wasn't the greatest example on how to love only one woman. How to make sure that your kids know that you love them without just trying to shower them with gifts. And the crazy part about it is the people that know me are listening to this now and go, God damn it, Dre, you became that person. Those are my little insecurities. Those those little things. Like I, I take I take what I've learned from the people before me, and it sometimes it sets a fear in me. Like sometimes I don't know. If I'm going to be a good father, I would like to say, yes, I am. I've learned from my, my birth father's mistakes. I'm going to be a good dad. I don't know that though. You know how many things I do on a, on a regular day unconsciously that are exactly like my birth father. So how am I to know that I won't pick up on those traits either? Now let's clear some things up. Mark Walker, who was my father, was a good man. Good man. I can't 100% say he was a good father because I don't remember much fathering past the age of five or six. I have some of the traits he has. I have that I'm not going to reach out to you thing. If you need me, call me. I got you. I'm not going to reach out to you, though. That terrifies the shit out of me. I would like to say consciously I would make an effort 
to make sure that I contact my kids, to make sure that I'm in my children's life no matter what. Matter of fact, I told a friend of mine today, you would have to call the National Guards in if somebody tried to keep me away from my child. And that probably would have been the case for my father, but my mom wasn't trying to keep us from him. See what I'm saying? My mom had the open door policy, come see your kids. She used to make me get on the phone, talk to your dad. I'd tell him, nah, I don't want to talk to him. I don't really know that man. I don't need to talk to him. A choice I regret to this day, by the way. My father's no longer with us. So as I got older and became a man, I should have known better and said, you know what? Yeah, he made mistakes. He didn't do what he was supposed to do. But I should try to build that relationship with him to, you know I mean, to make us better. I didn't do that. So if you're listening to me, you have that issue with your father right now. You don't know how long he's going to be here. Make sure you step in and do what you got to do as a son and reach out to him. But that's another, like I said, another insecurity. These are things that I can have a conversation with, with my mother, my sister. But the moment you sit me in front of another man who may be going through the same thing as me, so it might benefit him to hear me, I can't do that. So, my friend's talking to me about this. He said, yo, you know, we've been talking about insecurities. This is things that I don't get to talk about with my other homies. I really want to put something together where I can do that. I was like, well, what do you want to do, bro? He's like, well, nah, you, you know, you the, you the social media dude. I don't really do that. You the social media guy. I said, cool, cool. Well, let me figure something out. So, I start thinking and start thinking. I, you know, let's start a Facebook page. Let's put a video out of our insecurities and encourage other men to do the same. Send me the video, I'll post it up. I thought that, yeah, this is a great idea. Me and him both. This is a great idea. We will do this. That was about three weeks ago. Me and my friend have yet to record our videos. How do we plan on encouraging someone when we can't do it ourselves? And it all boils down to that insecurity thing. That... that as a man, I should be, you know, strong and tough and I shouldn't be showing vulnerability. And it's unconscious things that we do. Like, I didn't plan on not doing that video. I had my video planned out. Some of the things I just talked to you about were in that video. Yet that video didn't get done. I don't plan to be a bad father. But I can't guarantee it. So at the age of 36, I'm sitting here, single, with no children. I know, I know unconsciously, I've ruined some relationships. From the fear of not being able to do what I'm supposed to do to make that relationship work. Not being able to do what I'm supposed to do to be a good father to any children I may have. Thank God I don't have any yet. But it's kind of bad that I'm living life that way, right? I should be ready. I should be excited. I should be, yo. When my friends tell me, yo, I'm about to have another kid. They're excited. Yo, I'm about to have my seed. Yo, I just found out I'm having my first boy. They're excited. The moment I think about it, I go, yo, that'd be really cool. And then I instantaneously go, I can't trust myself yet. 
I can't guarantee I'm going to step up and do what I'm supposed to do. I'll be there financially. I'm always there financially. I'll be there, you know what I mean? If they ever need me, you call me. I'm there at a drop of a dime. I can't guarantee, though, that the emotions that I'd be able to convey to them would let them know that, A, I love you. B, I always got you. And C, nothing is going to stop me from being the greatest father I can be. And I know people are watching this that know me like, are you crazy, Dre? You're a great uncle to your niece and nephew and to your friend's kids. You're right. But look at how great of an uncle I am. What do I do? I come around once in a while. I remember their birthdays. When we FaceTime, I say, hey, what's up? There's no guarantee there. You know what I'm saying? There's not like a, it's not like your own children. I've had most of my friends. I'm like, nah, I got I got nieces and nephews. I'm good. I don't I don't need kids. They're like, it's not the same. It's not the same as having your own kid. So I'm telling you, my friends, when you're watching this, like, yo, Dre is he's never talked about this because I've never really said this to anybody. But Dre's bugging, like he'll be a great dad. Would I though? Am I that great of an uncle? I know everybody who knows my niece and nephew are going to be like, nigga, you crazy. Hell yeah, you're a great uncle. I am. I love my niece and nephew. I love them to death. I love them to death. I, I will back them in anything that they want to do in life. But even with them, I don't spend the time that I should with them. I engulf myself in things to do. I literally work during the day and I come home and I work again. If I'm not working when I get home, I'm relaxing. Like, I literally plan out massive amounts of things to keep myself busy because it does two things keeps me busy keeps my brain moving you know the brain's got to keep moving it's got to keep learning new things doing new stuff and allows me to avoid relationships kids i just gave y'all that secret i can't believe i just talked to y'all about that i've never told people that shit so I guess this is going to be pretty interesting to sit here and talk to me or listen to me talk for 10, 15, 20 minutes. You'll learn a lot of shit about me that I probably don't want y'all to know. But that's what I signed up for when I decided to do this. So I'm going to suck it up. It's crazy. I'm telling y'all, it's crazy. It's crazy that the insecurities of a man will literally predict his future. It will literally hinder him from being great. I'm trying to kick those. That This is the first step for me trying to kick those insecurities. I've heard from other people I've talked to, there's things that men have insecurities about that most people don't even know. Men have body insecurities. Do y'all know that? You know men have daddy issues. We're going to get into that a whole other episode. That's going to be a long episode because... Your boy right here suffering from them. <laughs> but there's, I mean, there's insecurities about stupid stuff. Like, I've, listen, I got homies that's insecure about their feet. <laughs> I don't know how to talk to people telling me that they, you know what I mean, they're insecure about their hairlines, stuff. Stuff that we can easily get past. 
But our insecurities keep us bottled up, keep us keeping that bottled up and not knowing how to voice them or being comfortable enough to talk to someone who may be going through the same thing as you. Because as a child, you were taught that men are to be tough, men are to be strong, men are not to cry. It's a problem. It's a problem that we need to we need to fix. It's a problem that I never saw my father cry until he had to put his mother and father in the ground. It's a problem that when I was a child and I would cry, because I'm a cancer and emotional, he would tell me to suck that shit up. It's crazy. I don't blame him. I don't blame him at all, because he learned that from somebody else. And if you knew my grandfather, actually both of them on my mother and father's side, there were some definitions of capital M-A-N. Stern. Loud. I remember watching my grandfather on my mom on my dad's side stand over my grandmother's grave directing the people. Fill it up. Right, get everybody out of here. He was that business oriented. He was that strict. He was that stern of a man. I didn't even see him cry. I was his wife for over forty years. So if you are a father, you have a son or a daughter, make sure you convey that message. It's okay. It's okay for you to have insecurities. It's okay to talk to someone about it. It's okay to get that off your chest. You know what I'm saying? Don't make them don't make them rock hard like they did us. Don't make them regret when they do speak out about something that bothers them. Don't. Be a man yourself and step up and teach them the right way. Don't pass down those traits. Don't pass down those behaviors. If you're a son who's got issues with his dad right now, pick up the fucking phone. If you're old enough to be watching me talk about this, you're old enough to be a man yourself and contact the man that couldn't be man enough for you. And let him know like, yo, I'm just checking in on you, old man. I love you. You might not know when you can do that shit again. Well, that's it, folks. That's the first episode of the Trey Says Podcast. It's a rough one, but that's the first one. I'll let y'all know when I'm going to do more. I'm going to try to keep it pretty consistent, all right? I love y'all. I must face a world of strangers where I don't belong. I'm not that strong.